man, it's that time, internet. It is that time, that time, that time. It's episode number 57 of Brothering Around. I am your host, Mr. West Gardner, Kami Hobo. Joining me this evening, Mr. Todd EVF. How are you, sir? Yep. I'm doing all right. Good, good. No Marco. Yeah. But we, we he's, replaced he's him with a... He's too busy finding new mobile games to get us hooked on. That's true, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's uh, busy being the dealer. As it were, on these mobile games. First, and he's first being, taste is free. That's right. He has the big trench coat. And we're like, hey, you want some mobile games, kids? <laughs> I review them on my YouTube. <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking Marvel Strike Force. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are both. Yeah, Todd and I just discussed it a little bit before going live. We're both pretty deep within uh, Marvel Strike Force. But now here's the thing. Uh, and we'll go into Strike Force. But... I have like five more games I downloaded just because mm. I was like, oh, I guess there are a lot of games on the phone. Let me see what we yeah. have here. And it goes down a big rabbit hole. And we are blaming Marco entirely. It is entirely Marco's fault. 100%. Because I'm, I'm not a phone guy. Like, I don't no. I don't. I have a 3DS. I have a PSP. I have all these, like, you know, Wii U to carry around. And like, but yeah. nope, now it's the phone. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's between strike force and when waiting for energy to recharge i'm playing crazy taxi tycoon like oh which is like it's the game basically plays itself oh i love those those are my favorite <laughs> phone games my my wife is like why do you play a game that you don't play and i was like but you don't understand it's so rewarding and she's like that doesn't make any sense because you don't earn it but All you do, you do is you have watch to some in. ads, make sure yeah. your energy's you like your uh, your multiplier is good, and you let the thing do its thing. I mean, that's right. it. <laughs> that's it. Buy new buy new cabbies. Uh, every, scratch some autos. Every game that has an auto button, auto for all of it. So Stop. I I have Final Fantasy Record Keeper, uh-huh. the Magic the Gathering like Bejeweled clone that mm-hmm. they have. Um, Final Fantasy. Decidia Opera Omnia, I guess it's called. I think Marco did a video on that one. Probably. Um, one called like the Alchemist Code mm-hmm. because it's like a it's almost like a Final Fantasy Tactics esque game, but it plays itself, so it's great. Uh Marvel Strike Force, then I got Hearthstone Magic 2015, and then a card game called Deck Heroes. I don't even know how Deck Heroes works. I just know that I have like 87 decks and I can hit one button and beat the computer all the time. And I'm like, great. I got more money. Great. I got more. It's not even a card game in my mind. It's just like yeah. a fill up the bars it, and it's get just it going. a tapper. That's all it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, me, I have Marvel Strike Force. I have Pocket Morty's Crazy Taxi Tycoon, uh, Amateur Surgeon Simulator 4, which huh. was a flash game on Adult Swim, but they actually released yeah. a mobile version of it. And it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> That's cool. WWE Champions, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like a match three gimmick. Oh, yeah, same thing yeah. with the Doctor Who game. And then there was uh, the Magic Kart Jump game. And uh, there's another WWE game where it's it's a tapper. Like you just sit there and just make sure that your hand doesn't go completely numb while you're hitting the thing as quick as you can. That's fantastic. Trying to take down John Cena who kicks out it too. Of course. Yeah, of course. Fuck it. Give me the rub, Cena. <laughs> Thanks for dusting me off. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, I can blame Marco for, for me looking into mobile games. Oh, yeah, for sure. And 
here's here's the biggest blasphemy. And this actually, it's funny we brought up the uh, the mobile stuff because, uh, like I told you before we recorded, I only have like one main topic I kind of want to yeah. talk about. And I guess in a certain way it can kind of correlate to this. Um, but, uh, okay, so you get really, like, it could be arguable on the quality of some of these games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, game is a bit of a stretch. But but it's one of those deals that, like, this is the landscape of the phone market. Because you know what game is incredible on cell phones? Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Amazing game, right? And I would, I would argue that the mobile version of Final Fantasy Tactics is the best version of that game ever mm-hmm. made. Ever. Because it's responsive, it has no load times, like, it's incredible game like you need to play it if you haven't uh viewers and listeners out there like one of the best games ever made bar none yeah it's 12 dollars on the fucking phone are you fucking kidding me so that's the thing it's like (laughs) this is one of the best video games ever made in the history of the entertainment medium of interactive entertainment yeah one of the top tier like beautiful like chef's kiss wonderful games $12.99, $12.99, and I was like, no, sir. Because <laughs> phones spoil you, man. Like, $2, and that's if I want to spend money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want free shit. Like, I, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like, playing Strike Force, I don't have to buy a single thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, do, I do my dailies. I get my, my uh, power cores, and I use that to refill my energy when I need shit. Like, that's... <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. Like yeah. I, nothing else, you know. But then they did the little pop up. It's like, hey, for thirty nine ninety nine, you could you could get like all oh. these. And it's funny how they escalate them too by yeah. how like by how long you play. Because I remember the first like three or four hours, I was level six. I was getting my yeah, people yeah. together. I just unlocked Electra, and I was like, I'm feeling good. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, for for a dollar ninety nine, you can get a nice little nice little push here. We'll just get you some training uh, chips. Uh, whatever yeah. they are, the we'll get you a few of those. We'll get you some maybe armor. And I was like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to spend any money. And then I, I passed the, like, level 20 threshold. And it's like, okay, for $11.99, you can, uh, and I was like, that's weird that the price went up. But now, like you're saying, $39.99 <laughs> for a fucking 39? packet of gems and a, no. Let me let me see what the exact offer is because it was just like I looked at it and I'm like, even if I did spend money on this, fucking nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it was just outrageous. There's no that I, I guess games like this are made to get sharks, right? To get those people that no matter what, oh I, I you know, my time is valuable. Um I make four hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, you know what? I'm a head accountant at this giant firm or something, and I need 15 minutes to spare, but I don't want to wait two days for a cooldown. Sure, yeah. I'll spend 34.99 on a blah blah blah. Like that's who they're hoping they get. But I, I ain't about that life. No, I am not am about that life. Like no way. And the moment, and here's the thing: I've I've been playing Marvel Strike Force less now. Because now I'm at the part to where, well, I could use all my energy, like the little lightning bolt thing. Like, mm-hmm. I could use all my energy, and I'll do some of the dailies, but I already got Wolverine. 
like I, I'm hitting that threshold to where now I actually have to do a thing. I have to like, well, I don't have enough stuff to level up my people. I think I'm like level 39. Yeah. Um, and some of my people are still level 37 because I don't have enough of the training modules. Mm -hmm. But then with the training modules, they're like, well, you can go farm old things. And I was like, I kind of don't feel like farming. But there's an auto win button, though. I mean, (laughs) even with an auto win button, I'm like, I don't know. This game's asking a lot of me to go back. I hit a certain certain point in each one of the uh, tiers where it's like the hero campaign. I think it's like I'm on chapter six, like mission Mm. two. Gotcha. And that's my last auto win. Everything after that, like I actually have to do the oh, battles. And I'm like, nope. no, I'm done. No, <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> the Thank villain, you. I think it's like, uh, what is it? Right at the end of uh, chapter four. Yeah. I can do like all of those with just hitting an auto win. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's that whole situation. But the thing is, it's like I have to do. Like right now, it's just like, oh, hey, your, your thing's refreshed. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. I'm excited. And it's like, <laughs> I got my challenges to do. Yeah. Which is an auto win button because I don't want to progress past level five. Nope. <laughs> nope. Until I have all of them at 60, you know, all my mm, all my yes. main team at 60. Yeah. I'm level 56. My highest hero is, I think, Wolverine at 52. And he isn't even my top tier. Oh, the, wow. Yeah. So you were talking about like, oh, well, I'm not even sure about doing the dailies. Well, when you do all the dailies, you get the the shards, you get the Wolverine shards, Mm -hmm. which you use to rank him up, which also increases power. So it's star ranking. Yeah. 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 So there's a few of them where it's like, oh, I really want to rank up my Luke Cage and I really want to rank rank up. Like, I can't rank up my Thanos anymore. Like, that's. Because they're just because they're just like Thanos will be back, but his raid's gone. So yeah, yeah we're yeah. you can't get any of those fucking orbs to open up his infinity <laughs> right. ball anymore. It's like the Disney archive; they put it in the yeah. vault. <laughs> like yeah, can't do this. Can't but do yeah, Thanos they, anymore. But yeah, so they just started a uh, a Deadpool one. Yeah, which, which the raid is very, it's it's very intensive. Like it requires twenty four people. Like, wow. yeah, I mean, it, it requires a full strike force to do. Huh. And it's like, oh, yeah. so I'm I mean, I'm in on that. And it's like when I think when we hit 33 percent completion, which I think strike force already did, mm-hmm. um, I get something. And then when oh, we hit right. when we hit 50 percent or something like that, I get something else, you know, instead gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's scaling rewards. Um, but, I mean, the Thanos one fucking kicked the shit out of me. Because it was, having, it was yeah. rough. Yeah, I'm having even the, you know how you have to do, like, quests to get up mm-hmm. to where you can do the raids and stuff? Some of those things are lying out of their ass because I'm level 39. And it's like, oh, this Deadpool thing's for level 19 plus. I was like, oh, great. I'm way above level 19. That's wonderful. And then you get KO'd in, like, seven hits. And you're like... I'm like 20 levels above what this is supposed to be. So, you, well, well, that's completely true. At the same time, like you got to look at the the heroes you're using, their power level, because yeah. your character level is completely independent. Like it's just an right. arbitrary fucking number. Yeah, right. Um, 
which tells you how high you can rank up your your other the, heroes. So <laughs> this is like a carrot and a stick. Yeah. If the carrot and a stick had a carrot and a stick, like there there's so many like with it. You know those Russian dolls that like just yeah the, open the nesting the, dolls yeah the nesting. This is all that is. It is just nothing but carrot and sticks that get exponentially smaller. Like boop 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 boop. boop but like it keeps like compacting yeah. like an accordion. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, if, anytime I get to uh, on a free to play game, anytime I get to a point to where it's like, oh, now I have to do something. I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'm gonna go play the other. You know, because there's always yeah. another free game you can start because oh, yeah, there's no, thousands absolutely. of them. And for and yeah. for me though, it, like it scratches that itch that I've been missing for a good superhero game. Mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel Strike Force kind of scratches that itch, and I'm excited about that. To me, it even looks like some of the assets they're using is what were used in Marvel Heroes. They like, look really similar. Yeah, and I was just like, re- like the the Deadpool model looks different, but like, mm-hmm. um, like one of the missions I had Cable with me, who yeah. apparently we're going to be able to unlock in a couple weeks or some shit. Um, and I was just like, that is Cable from Marvel Heroes. That is Electra <laughs> from Marvel Heroes. Yeah. Like that. And, and oh, I'm just going great. down the list. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, how, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Reusing yeah. assets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the company is not around anymore. So, I mean, GG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sell it off to the strike force yeah. people. And then, you know, you're good to go. Well, well the thing was uh, with Marvel Heroes, when. First off, their their contract didn't get renewed by uh, Disney Marvel. But part of that contract is Disney Marvel retains all the assets. Oh. So what happens is, and this is the way I look at it, they go, hey, you're working on a mobile game? We want it out pretty quick. Here you go. Yeah, here's your farm of yeah. animations and character models yeah. and, like, enjoy. Yeah, and I mean, Build like, that shit in Unity. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, some of the characters we didn't see, like, uh, you know, we didn't see we saw Crossbones in Marvel Heroes. Yeah. We we didn't see Thanos, but they they do have a Thanos. The Loki looks weird. Um, I've I've fought up against him like once or twice. Yeah. And one and one of the things. And I mean, I. I'm, I'm at that point where it's like. Have I gotten in too mu- too far with this? <laughs> Am I in too deep? Yeah, because I mean, I will I will lay there in bed, yeah. much much like much like your Tom Nook bells yep. thing. The 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 dankness that has yeah. to happen at Tom Nook, and I will sit there and I will run through an entire bar of energy and go, okay, I've done yeah. one. Oh wait, I have power cores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me spin these. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Like, I, I can I can play the games and then. I'll like feel myself falling asleep. Like that's how it always works. I'm like, uh, uh. I like look around and I was like, Oh yeah, the thing click, click, yeah. click. And then, like every night, every, even after we record this, I'm going to go in and like, it'll be two in the morning and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I got my free thing. All right. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be working on getting my next uh, Wolverine um, upgrade. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I think I'm like 20, 20 chips or shards away from it. So it's like, I've, I mean, upgrading him, upgrading Hulk are like fucking pains in the ass. <laughs> like 
Hulk, you can only get through achievements. So you have to hit certain oh. achievements to unlock the shards to get yeah. him. And one of them is like log in 30 days in a row. Oh, shit. And it's like, so you miss one and then it resets it, that it whole counter. It resets the entire thing oh. and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to do this shit. Yeah. yeah now, now it becomes a chore. Yeah. I mean, a, that's yeah. legitimately. But like my phone will buzz and it'll be like, hey, uh, you have uh, you have new uh, uh, energy like available, free energy. And I'm like, OK. And that's my Dude. login. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah. I had every, to turn off. I had to turn off notifications. Yeah. Every eight hours, I get like a little thing. And it's just like, you got free energy. And I'm like, well, ain't that some shit? Let me do this. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And then click, well, click, click. I really should be doing other things, but like, <laughs> I, 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 I really I really should be continuing on doing this rebranding I'm doing. But <laughs> right. I mean, I now have another hundred energy and Thanos right. needs a ring. <laughs> right. He, he needs it. I mean, it's not up to me. It's up to him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to make him a tier one, like my tier one team. Like he just, he's got this fucking sick, um, like third attack. Like it takes like Mm -hmm. five or six energy to, to use it. But he just kind of like powers his hand up, jumps and does like a shockwave attack on everybody. And he heals himself. Oh, of course. (laughs) And like, it's, in the raid, it was hard because, like, he would do that, and no matter how low his health was, he was back up to full, like that cheating fuck. Yeah, you, you can't do that like this in the um, <laughs> when you have him though. Like, right. you get maybe a bar back, and you're like, really? Oh my god! <sighs> right? Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, it's like why in, did I? Why did I uh, grind for fucking Thanos? Like, <laughs> it's like in Far Cry Two. That's still my biggest pet peeve about that game. It's like Far Cry Two. Uh, it had the weapons that would like wear down and they would mm-hmm. like jam and break and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you would have a weapon and you're like, all right, I'm going to shoot this gun. Oh, well, it looks like it jammed. I'm going to throw it down. Then an enemy would come pick up the gun <laughs> and it worked beautifully. Oh, bam, bam, bam. They go through clip after clip after clip. You kill that enemy, pick up the gun. Second bullet, it jams. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of like Fallout 3 and, and New Vegas. Where it's like you have the degrading weapons, which I loved. Yeah. I loved that whole thing. It's just like, as but the thing was, it wouldn't jam or anything like that. It wouldn't jam. It wouldn't misfire. But the second that it degraded completely, and you switched weapons, you couldn't use that again until you oh, no. repaired it. <laughs> Shit. But it, it degraded <laughs> the amount of damage you did and everything, and I love that. Uh, I really, really wish they had thrown that into uh, Fallout Four and the next one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So today, in uh, kind of random game news, and I don't know how I was able to watch it, but I was. Uh, they did the full world premiere thing of Call of Duty Black Ops Four, which is coming to uh, was it a uh, Battle.net? Yes. So one big thing coming to Battle.net. I guess it is an Activision thing, yeah. so they can utilize that, and good for them. And. Uh, number two, no campaign mode. Like, no single player. None. And at first I was like, that's shitty. And then I thought about it a little longer. And I was like, that's a genius move. Because nobody really plays the single player. And it cost an ungodly amount of money. How many 
big time big actors like they had freaking Norman Reedus, they had Kevin Spacey, they had uh Nathan Fillion, they mm. had to do a face scan and we're gonna do these really dramatic performances and all this stuff. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. easy in their campaign that no one played. You cut that shit out. They'll they'll still end up doing like the face can scan shit for like their zombies mode because yeah. I mean, people play that, but the campaign, nobody really. Yeah. I yeah. I want I actually want to go to Twitch, like go to a Twitch channel where somebody is playing Call of Duty story mode. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt I'll I will find it. Right. Like it might be me. Like I would yeah. be the person because yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm so far behind on multiplayer. Let's play through the campaign or yeah. whatever. And I mean, it's a nice option to have. And I mean, whenever you had like Modern Warfare one and two, those were great campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like, change the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, change first person shooters on consoles. Like, Call of Duty's kind of fell by the wayside. Call of Duty actually really reminds me of Halo, and the fact that it's now not the jam anymore. Yeah, it's not the cool thing to play as a console shooter thing. It's all your Fortnites and your Player Knowns Battlegrounds, and that seems to be where it's going. And then, lo and behold, uh. Treyarch is like, oh yeah, by the way, in Black Ops 4, we have a mode called Blackout. A hundred player battle royale. Yep. I'm like, yep, makes sense. But here's the thing, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, whatever is, you know, they're just piggybacking. I I think there's a benefit of somebody like Treyarch doing that type of mode, is this will be the first true AAA studio to take a crack at Battle Royale. The servers yeah. are going to work better. The late, That's questionable. Late, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we saw that with uh, Black Ops 3, I think, was the Shh. one that didn't. It came out and it just flowed. Yeah. Um, but, like, the games are more stable. Uh, like, netcode is better. Netcode's um, better. We'll have dedicated servers, which yeah. will probably help for the first couple days. Right. They'll have to expand them and stuff like that. But maybe the Battle.net stuff will help to get some of that Blizzard infrastructure for server well, it'll, farm and it'll it'll help the pc crowd but not yes. so much uh, the console crowd that's true yeah and apparently the pc version was separately developed from the ground up by uh Beanox studio which which is good yeah. i guess yeah right like make it and they said it's um already up to 4k ultra high def hdr <clears throat> Uh, like I think they said there's no frames per second cap. Like, so they did a lot of stuff. They, they're listening to like PC people, like, come on, make it to where we can customize it the way it should be. Which is smart. It's something that should have been done a long time ago. Hmm. Cause how many times have, uh, PC players said like, oh, we need this and we need this and we don't get it because, Oh, well, we're developing this for consoles and we don't want people to have, we don't want there to be a big gap between the two. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you don't want a big gap, then do, do what you want to do, but add cross play. Yeah, exactly. Right. If it's all going to be basically the lowest common denominator console and then everything else is the same, like just, yeah, there's no reason to not have cross play. Yeah. Well, except Um, Sony's bunch of bitches about it. Yeah, we don't. We nobody wants to do crossplay. <laughs> Microsoft's like, we'll do it. I mean, yeah, Microsoft's on board, man. They're like, let's do it. Let's go I, for it. Um, 
I remember uh, we might have talked about this a couple months back, but Fortnite. So Fortnite did, uh, you know, they had said like, we want to do crossplay, and Sony's like, oh, it's impossible. You nobody could do crossplay with between all three platforms. Yeah. And for like six hours, you could in Fortnite, and they were just right. like. We accidentally did a thing that allowed PC players to play with PS4 players, which which also played with Xbox players. Welp. <laughs> well, and it's so goofy because, like, I made the joke earlier about put it on Unity and kind of be done with it. But you have these game engines. You have Unreal. You have Unity. You have, uh, oh, what are some of the other big profile things? But, like, everything tech, can. Yeah, all that. Yeah, everything can run those. Like Unity, you can do freaking hell. You can freaking player unknowns battlegrounds on your fucking phone. Fortnite's on your fucking phone. Like. So and it's pretty comparable. Like you look at the stuff and you're like, okay, I can see where they you know turned off some of the shadows and whatever. Yeah. But like <clears throat> you can play a thirty frames per second version of Fortnite yep. on your cell phone. What? Like and you can't do crossplay. <laughs> like that's what blows my mind. It's like it's the same engine. Running essentially the same code, hell, it might be the same code. Yeah. Um, I mean, most yeah. of the phone processors are more than comparable. Yeah, and what what do they call it? The uh, the same processor that's the Switch. It's like the Tegra. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like the chipset <laughs> for this. Which, by the way, and we'll talk about this because I'm, dude, I'm I'm kind of jonesing for a Switch. We talked about the mobile game stuff, and we'll get to yeah. it in a minute. But the thing I saw, the the Switch. I had no clue how little power that system draws. Oh, yeah. It takes, like, absolutely none. Nine watts. Nine watts. And you're getting freaking Breath of the Wild. You're getting, like, unbelievable. That is the tiniest bit of power draw maybe ever. So this here right now is set at 115 that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, it's ridiculous. I'm trying to think, like, maybe this is 9 watts. <laughs> like, this little light. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. This is probably still about 12. Yeah. Uh, it's, maybe. It's outrageous. The fact that it can run and it runs stable and, like, the Switch is kind of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you see how Nintendo was like, okay, let's take this down, and then it auto-docks, so as soon as you dock it, it comes back up in full 1080p or whatever yeah, resolution. Yeah. And then, while you're still playing, and there's no cycling or anything, let me take it off, and now it's on here. Yeah. I'm like, that. my brain has a hard time, like, really understanding how it all works, because it... We've, that we've made a mobile is, console... That's yeah. what we've done. Like yeah. it's no longer a handheld, it's right. no longer a console. It's that hybrid that we've always wanted. That they've tried <laughs> to do for twenty five years. Yeah, and they shit. finally pulled it off. Sega used to do that shit with the Nomad. Like oh. y- you would get, you would get the Nomad. You could put the cartridge in the Nomad. Yep. Not only that, you could use it as a Genesis because yeah. it had the top model had like the little uh, uh, video. Yeah, thing, it had the uh, the adapter for the. Uh, it looked like a what three point five millimeter to. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like you hook it up and you hook it up the TV. Not and recommended because the cord was like that short. But well, and it also had the uh, the controller port on the bottom. At least yes, a couple of the models you could. That's true because you could do two player 
same console. So someone has the Nomad, and then, like, Sonic. Like, Sonic yeah. 2, for instance. Someone's playing on the Nomad. Someone hooks up their, like, six-button or three-button Genesis controller. Yeah. You can do split-screen on the Nomad screen. Yeah. Then put it to your TV and yeah. do the... Yeah. Crazy. Sega Sega had a great idea, and Nintendo was just like, how can we do this? Yeah. And it took them 25 fucking yeah. years. Yeah, legit. I think the Nomad came out in, like, 1994? Three? Three, three or four, yeah. So right around the early mid-90s. And, yeah, we're just now getting the dream scenario of, like, what that is. Um, and, you know, we could, we've talked about how... And I think we mentioned this on God. It's probably been four or five months. But you can see Nintendo from the very beginning, from yeah. from, from the regular Nintendo Entertainment System, working with the Game Boy, trying to hook... The, like, they've been building up to the Switch. Every decision, if you look in hindsight, has been an, a thing to bring about what the Switch is. Because oh, they yeah, wanted absolutely. they wanted a Game Boy Advance. Well, now Legend of Zelda Four Sword Adventures now hook up all your Game Boy Advances to the GameCube, and then that way you have this separate screen that syncs up to this game that you're all playing at the same time. Like that's the Switch, you, you know, and like the freaking Wii U, kind of is a Switch. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. it has two separate parts. You have a console over there, and then you have the controller with a screen. But then you have, you know, 3DS, you have a regular DS, you have your Game Boy Advance SP. It all, they've been building towards that thing. And like, I'm I'm holding out hope that at E3 they announce the Switch Redux edition. Or like, here's Switch 2.0. Uh, it has the new Tegra chip in it and it runs it a little faster and the load times aren't quite as bad or the load times aren't bad at all because they're all cartridge games anyway. Um, but, but yeah, something like kind of how the, uh, 3DS had the 3DS XL, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, those revisions and, you know, your Game Boy Advance SP then had the, um, or your Game Boy Advance turned into the Game Boy Advance SP. Nintendo's notorious for doing second versions of whatever it is, like the Nintendo DS and then the DS Lite. Um, I'm hoping we hear something at E3 about the Switch 2.0. Like, not, yeah. a, not a new console, but, like, the the revision of, we heard your feedback, and here's what we're doing. Um, because it, I will jump on board. It, it would be nice, but we know Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, Nintendo wait another year uh, to do that. Yeah, they'll probably wait until they know it's the year that either Xbox is doing the new Xbox or PlayStation's announcing mm-hmm. PS5 specs. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna wait to do whatever. They, what would be a monster hit? And holy shit, I would I would freak out because they've said that the Switch will not have a virtual console. They've they've come out and said it. There's no old games that you can buy and download and play on your Switch. It's not gonna happen. However, with that Nintendo Online service. I wonder if they are going to find a way to do kind of an Xbox Game Pass, but for Nintendo shit. Like, they're like, oh, by the way, uh, the Switch stuff, yeah, you can play this. But if you have this, almost like a PlayStation Now, I guess. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, be part of Nintendo streaming service and play all of your Nintendo 64 emulation stuff, all of your uh, GameCube 
anything on the Wii. Just play it on your Switch, and you could do it. And, like but, I would. But why would they out. do that, considering that in June they're going to make sure that the NES Classic and the uh, SNES Classic are available through at least the end of the year? That's true. And me being a fucking mark, I'm going to get the NES Classic. Uh, well, you missed it the first time because it yeah. sold out in like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And then all the scalpers had pyramids of them. Yeah. Only for $300. Yeah. <laughs> it's a $60 thing. Like, yeah. why is this so expensive? Outrageous. And dude, I will say that the Super Nintendo Classic is on point. That thing is, I have it right next to me. That thing is yeah. rad as shit, man. Like, I love that thing. Um, but the thing is, Super Nintendo games, way better than regular Nintendo games. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So it's that makes sense, um, but yeah, if you see one at the store, fucking go buy one out there in yeah. Listener Land. Like those the Super Nintendo Classics, a great system, and you can hack that shit. Yeah, you didn't hear it from me, but you can hack it, put whatever games you want on it. I mean, arguably, you could do the same thing with Raspberry Pi and all the other stuff, but yeah, that's just yeah. just the way it is. And yeah, no, so Nintendo's not bringing. Uh, virtual console to switch, but there is apparently somebody that's working on doing it anyway. <laughs> nice, which, which is terrific. I love it. Yeah, I have a I have a Wii U and uh, you know, dabbling da- dabbling a little bit in the whole mm-hmm. homebrew scene. And someone apparently has a perfect working GameCube, hundred percent accurate emulator on Wii U. And I was that's like, beautiful. Oh, dude, I could get me some awesome. GameCube games on that screen, and then you can actually mix and match it and yep. put it on the big TV or on the like a portable. That's a, essentially a portable GameCube. Yep. Ooh, that's great. That's enticing. It, it it is, and I mean, I I've thought about oh maybe like priority wise, console wise, I see myself getting a PS4 before a Switch because yes. I don't have a PS4. Right. But the Switch does look very attractive. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I'm not, and I'm not that guy that's like, oh, my God, it's a Nintendo console. Here, take my wallet and maybe I'll right. get one. Yeah. I mean, it, it has that appeal. And it's it's more for because uh, what is it? my uh, my sister has one. Her mm-hmm. and her husband have one. And Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, they brought it over and they were playing Mario Odyssey or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like fuck's that and they go oh, it's, it's our switch and i'm like what <laughs> like wait you what yeah yeah the only other thing nintendo needs to do is uh release the what 128 gig uh sd card so they can have other games on there yeah yeah <laughs> because that's um, holding back what uh grand theft auto they're like i mean it's we want it on there, but until they release yeah. that 128, we can't do shit. Right. I, I I may break an embargo of some sort here, but I'll just say you're on the right track. And wouldn't it be great if we knew something more at E3? <laughs> um, I mean, so. the, the thing is, it's been we've been hearing about this 128 for yeah almost since, six months. I was about to say since a little after launch. Yeah. The, they were discussing it and they were just like, Oh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it at a later date. We'll talk about it at a later date. And I mean, E3 season is right around the corner. We may hear something there. We might hear something from the next, what Nintendo world fucking direct 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 thing. 
we, I, I see them making an announcement there as opposed yeah. to E3 personally. Um, because Nintendo's just like, E3, what's that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they want to take a lot of the buzz out of E3, I think, yeah. so they can control the message a little more. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we've already had some massive leaks uh, for E3, which is cool. We Rage 2, which I didn't yes. know I wanted. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, there's still a few surprises. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, like, uh, I'll, I'll DM you afterwards and tell you a few of them. One of them I'm super, super happy about. (laughs) Incredibly happy because it's a return of a franchise that nobody freaking knows. But if you go and watch one of the old episodes of West vs. Backlog, it's a new one of those games. So So they're doing a remaster of the Roadrunner game, huh? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Finally! Another Quake 2 port! Um, (laughs) But... But it's it's I'm I'm stoked about it. I just hope that they don't do the weird Breath of Fire thing to where Breath of Fire Six is a fucking phone game. Mm. I, I. But apparently the developer is the actual developer. It's going to be very similar to the older games in this franchise. I'm stoked. Like that, I mean, that's great. That is. Yeah. That is super exciting. And it's one that people aren't going to, they're going to be like, wait, why are they working on that? Because this is a very high profile company now that has a a full, and they weren't at the time that these other games came out at the games that they're going to, you know, do a redux of. Um, Yeah. Like I kind of just want to say the name of the game, but I also (laughs) don't want to get like shit canned from (laughs) having sources. Yeah, um, no, uh, understandable, completely and totally understandable. Yeah. That's, but I mean, sadly, here, that's the way it okay, is. Okay, I'm, I'm going to type it to you right now. <laughs> this is... Okay. Yeah, so the company that makes that, not known for that anymore. No, known for not. a whole other massive franchise that goes across consoles and has a huge cult following. Yeah. But this is my favorite game that they've ever made. So the fact that they're making a new one for the new systems, I'm stoked about. I will say I did log a decent bit of hours in the original. So yeah, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, That's, I mean, that's that's super exciting. It really is. So I think there's going to be more of those, like the kind of. But will it have a battle royale mode? That's the important. Yeah, (laughs) there's going to be a hundred of whatever these things are, and they all have to battle. And yeah, exactly. So. Oh, and it'll have a Marvel crossover in it. All of a Thanos sudden, will be in Thanos. it. Yeah. yeah, John Wick and Thanos will be in there, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that still reminds me of the fucking picture of uh, somebody. Uh, somebody put up of uh, uh, the next in- Infinity War, Infinity War Part Two, and it's um, John Wick beating the shit out of Thanos <laughs> right. because. Yeah, they sh- you see John Wick like holding the puppy, and then <laughs> like, the next away. panel is it starts fading away, <laughs> <laughs> and then he basically goes saying, and it's like absolutely. It's <laughs> well, and he tweeted John Wick three man today, but next year, five seventeen twenty nineteen, John Wick three. Hey, I, I mean I'm not I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and he's gonna be hobo John Wick. And nice. that, that excites me very much. 
He has a trucker hat and a big beard and everything. He looks like Forrest Gump as Forrest Gump is running <laughs> across the nation. I mean, Keanu oh. Reeves has a busy fucking year. Yeah. I mean, between that and uh, the new Bill and Ted, right? Like, which which caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing uh, those movies in the theaters when oh, they came out originally. I was like, wow. The Wild Stallions back yep. at it again. Ted oh, S. Man. Preston, Esquire, and uh, <laughs> Bill S. Preston, Esquire, Ted yeah. Theodore Logan. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they bring back Death. And um, oh. Death's got to be in that. Um, yeah. And fucking Station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the all the so little good. things from the second one from fucking Bogus Journey that nobody liked. <laughs> that, that, that everybody, yeah, bring those back as the callbacks. Yep. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. We'll do a hologram of George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Everything else, we'll do the like Rogue One style where they like mold his face in its uncanny valley style. Yeah. Um, oh shit. <laughs> I like Tarkin. Um, yeah. Now it's. Uh, I'm. I mean, E3 coming up is going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with uh, things getting announced, obviously. Uh, it's why people actually pay attention to the shit. So Yes, yeah. Um, um, Microsoft announcing stuff before E3 has been a little weird, though. Yeah, I wonder if they do... I, I wonder if this is the new trend, because like E3 has changed dramatically over the past like five years because mm-hmm. E3 used to be the only place where announcements happened. Yeah. Um, they would save all year and all and like, you know, some of our listeners and fans might be uh, of an age that they don't quite know what the glory days of E3 were. Yeah. But E3 was the place in the time really before the internet that, or like as the internet was first coming to, I think the first E3 was in like 96 or seven uh, because it was a it was an offshoot of the Consumer Electronics Show, and because c- at CES, video games used to be there, but they used to be at like the on the on the weird like back row, and like no one really went there, and the, the like bad carpet stains and stuff. Like it was yeah, the, it was the you know yeah, it, it was originally started as uh, a a. Th- Thing between uh, CES and uh, the uh, European Commu- Computer Trade Show. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, the first one was '95. Okay, so not yeah. 95 so you were, I mean, you're really close to that. But like, I mean, it's yeah. So that's what E3 started as, and people would. So the main way you got your news was like magazines, and. The internet was around, but there wasn't a lot of video back then because there wasn't enough bandwidth to show video. So you had all these articles written up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have at E3, um, I had a few friends, but even way back in the day would go to E3 uh, as like press. They were yeah. they were journalists for, you know, like CNET or, or a tech company. Um, but it didn't, it was like PC Magazine. So yeah. there was no video game magazine stuff, but I knew the guys that were like editors of like all the tech stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were able to go and you would sit in a farm like it was a giant room in the middle of the convention that you could get your computers. You could log into your stuff and you would just write article after article after article. You would go. They didn't even really have at the first V3. They didn't really even have big press conferences. No, they would just like they would bring you into a room and they would like, OK, so here's our plan for the next year. It's like a PowerPoint. 
it was like a oh well you know and hey do you guys have any questions okay we'd love to talk yeah. to you okay and here's what you can we've pre- we've provided a briefing for you you can yeah. use this as a factual thing and yeah. blah 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 and that slowly starts to get to be the big bombastic like booth babes and mascots everywhere and yep. all that stuff but now it's weird because that was the place where every major announcement happened. Announcements of hardware, prices, brand new games, uh, remasters of games, anything that was going to be announced, everyone was hush-hush until E3. Yeah. But now with the influx of stuff like PAX, of uh, BlizzCon, of these bigger trade shows that are directed more towards either one entity or like... Uh, it's weird. It's more of like the passionate fan base, the yeah. true gamer conferences. Um, so E3 is becoming more as what it originally used to be, which is a press junket. It's basically just a summit, a business summit to where you go and you talk to CEOs and that's about yeah. it. And they talk about their stock prices. Except for the last to- day, because the last day they open to the public. <laughs> yes. And then they open the doors and it's chaos. And, uh, but with packs and stuff kind of getting the whole hoorah, we're all gamers, let's all be gamers together, woohoo. And E3 is more of that business conscious deal. But what we're seeing in the trend the past, like what, two or three years? Mm-hmm. They'll make announcements before E3. That way, going into E3, they don't have to have the pressure of like, here's our massive, big juggernaut slam dunks. They can actually go into further detail. Be like, yeah. so you'll see last week we announced blah, blah, blah. Here's so-and-so who's working on the game to tell you more. Yeah. I mean, in some cases it's nice because Microsoft announcing – and they they started this trend with the Xbox One because when they announced the Xbox One, they did it separately. And right. Then, That's right. And then they focused the whole press conference on the shows. I mean, not the shows, the um, – the games and stuff like that that you could yeah. play on the console. Which is smart. Which was brilliant. Yeah. So I got kind of flashbacks of that yesterday when Phil Spencer announced the new Xbox One adaptive controller. Yes. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Um, It's about freaking time. Yeah. Like, genuinely. It's one of those things that, like, why did nobody think of this sooner? Mm-hmm. Normally in the PC space, you have people working on, you know, controllers for people with disabilities or yeah. uh, different ways that you can, um, like, deaf or blind or, like, just any way that you could interact with this form of entertainment, mm-hmm. um, like buzz feedback, like, really interesting ideas. But they were always kind of, <laughs> I call them Kincha Hall. So Kincha Hall, in, in E3 back in the day, Kincha Hall is where all the bullshit went. Yeah. It was all where the, the stuff, the- like... Your Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero started as a thing in Kincha Hall. Everyone thought it was a goofy gimmick. They're like, what is this funny guitar? And then it it sold millions upon millions of units. Blew everyone away. All this stuff, um, like the adaptive controllers, and um, sadly, they were all like Kincha Hall things. Like, oh, look at this weird, unique thing that you wear on your neck, and then you put a glove on, and blah, 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 blah. But The the stupid, uh, it was almost like a backpack. Oh, yeah. With the force Where, feedback stuff. Yeah, the force feedback backpack. And like, thing. but <laughs> the people that were working so hard on these adaptable controllers got pushed over there. Yeah. 
like, oh, this doesn't look like a controller. Let's put you over in Kensha Hall. And you're like, but they're they're pushing they're pushing like the yeah. whole idea of how to what do video games mean and like how do they how can everyone interact with them mm-hmm. and how can everybody enjoy these experiences? So I'm super glad that Microsoft is like, listen, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it legit first party, we're publishing it, we're developing it in-house, yeah. testing it, it works. You know, this is and not I'm, a connect thing. Like, it's not going to be the next connect. Yeah. This is going to be. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not going to force. We're going to force our uh, partners yeah. to use this shit in every right. game. Like, exactly. Because this thing you can use with every game as is, which yes. I think is brilliant. Totally. Um, it's none of none of this bullshit. Like when I was playing Mass Effect three with my connect going boomstick and he pulls out the shotgun. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm satisfied. <laughs> Xbox Pizza Hut. <laughs> Pizza. Do you want 47 pizzas? No. Sending order. <laughs> no. Sending, no, please, no. Um. <laughs> Insufficient puns. <laughs> oh, man. Like, but, but E3, I, I'm, I'm getting more excited for it, of course. And here's the bummer, some fourth wall shit. So E3 is going to be happening June 12th, 13th, and 14th. Yep. I was going to request off work all three days. I was going to do full live Twitch streams during mm-hmm. every press conference. Yeah. I was going to do narration. I was going to do that. We were going to react to it together. That way we could have it in the archive form. It could be cool coverage for E3. Yeah. Because yeah. I always like to cover E3, but you know, usually it's written blogs or something like that. But this yeah, time yeah. I'm going to do video. Um, I think that'll be a better way to do it. So I was like, why not just do it live? Why not have a full, awesome E3 week and... The day I went in to go put my time in, we get at my work a three-day conference event that I'm one of the main board people to like set it up and make it going for exactly June 12th, 13th, and 14th. And get this, from 7 in the morning until 9.30 at night. Fuck that. I was like, out of the three days. And then they did it again, I shit you not, for BlizzCon. The two days of BlizzCon. They chose those two days to do the follow-up. I, th- I think they did that shit on purpose. I think so, too. <laughs> That's I the only like, thing that makes sense. Like, hmm, I'm, what, I'm what nerve close. events are going on? Oh, let's we can, see. Yeah, yeah, no. well, we're going to need you guys to work these days. Like, <laughs> I'm this close to calling in one of the days of E3. I'm this like <laughs> I'm so close just to doing it. Find out which press conferences are which days. So, you- <laughs> so you, if I remember right, usually Sony opens the event like the first evening. Then the next day, Microsoft goes first, and then Nintendo. That's that's usually how it goes. Um, uh, I mean, oh, Microsoft. They, they, they do day zero. The, yeah, the day zero stuff. Yeah. I mean, we also got Bethesda Day Zero. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I think it's Bethesda Day Zero. The day after, I think Sony is in the evening. Yeah. Microsoft uh, is the morning. Because it's usually same day. Uh, at least last year was, I think. Yeah. Either Microsoft and Nintendo are the same day, or Microsoft and Sony are the same day. I want to say it's Microsoft and Sony because... Nintendo waits for the following day that they're, they're do their Nintendo Direct shit. Yeah, or oh, they yeah. do it. Oh, or they, they do, do it in the middle of a. Yeah. yeah, that's right. 
They do the treehouse. So I may do it on the day Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. Because the directs are one of those things that it's not like live interactions and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's a pre-recorded thing, and then you could uh, yeah. do follow-ups. Um, I hope Sony re- uh, announces a new Ridge Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. I, to this day, I still crack up at that clip. <laughs> He's like, Ridge Racer. <laughs> oh, and, and then fucking just Reggie being Reggie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. My, I think my favorite insane because there's so many insane memes that came from mm-hmm. E3 over the past years. My favorite one might be Talk Fuji. Talk Fuji worked for uh, Konami. Um, I think he retired now. I know he like he he was ill. He I think he had like cancer and like fought cancer or something. Like dude's been through some shit. But he was uh, the main creative director behind. I think it was Ninety Nine Nights Two. That that beat 'em up game. Mm-hmm. So Talk Fuji did the best press conference I've maybe ever seen because. He he just walks on stage and he's like, 99 Nights 2. And he shows the logo <laughs> and then he like points at it again. And then he's like, it's extreme. It's extreme. Like he keeps just saying these words. And then it's like, I just will found be the fucking over. clip. He's like, there's, there's one million troops. And then it was dead silent. The crowd was so dead. And he was like, <laughs> wow. Oh my god. So this is really painful to watch. Like I love it. Dude, it's my favorite conference I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, come on. And then he keeps he keeps calling everything extreme. And it makes me laugh every time. Oh, it's the best thing. Like I love Top Fuji so much. Oh. (laughs) But apparently he's back with uh Gall Metal. Uh, a dr- uh, drumming game on the Switch. That was from uh, September yeah. of oh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I'm but yeah, so that's, that's a thing. I mean, hopefully he, he does something with that, and it's another one of those moments because just <laughs> he needs to come a, back million out. Drums, <laughs> a million drums. So extreme. One million drums. <laughs> oh, but any... If you want to get like a fever dream stuff, watch any Ubisoft conference because it's insanity. It's genuinely like, I don't know who creates the Ubisoft conferences, but what it is, it's madness. It's just, it's, it's chaos. They have like some person come out and like sing a song like a, oh, we have world famous artist, uh, Nicki Minaj. And then she comes out and she does like a two minute song. It has a bunch of backup dancers and stuff, and then leaves. And then she's like... And now Aisha Tyler will tell you about... Yeah, we'll tell you about these video games, and she'll throw F-bombs around. Yeah. And uh, it's it's surreal. It Every one of those is mind-blowingly oh, it like... Is. I I don't even understand. You have to be in a certain mental state oh, to like really be in that Ubisoft conference. The Sony ones sh- are pretty cut and dry... Sony's uh, cut and drive, uh, Microsoft, as of late, they've been kind of, they've kind of hit their stride with it. Yeah. Because there was those rough years where they would do like the really weird, goofy shit. And you're like. Like bring out a Lamborghini and like Project Gotham. And you're like. And you're like, the fuck? Sure, um, sure. But Ubisoft, yeah. I mean, they, they do the off the wall shit. It, it reminds me of seeing Gearbox at PAX. Yes. Because 
because like it's right before the right before the thing would happen um we had uh mikey newman who's no longer with gearbox does uh, uh he has a youtube channel which is really cool um but he would he would come and kind of just kind of warm the crowd up mm-hmm. and then the thing would start he would sit down randy would come out he would do a fucking magic trick then <laughs> And it's just like, like, honestly, the whole, I went to probably, I went to, um, PAX 2013 Mm -hmm. and arguably it was the last good gearbox panel because everything after that was, we're going to talk about the games you want to hear about. Really? Yeah. We're going to talk about Battleborn. And then they talk about Battleborn for 45 minutes and then Randy does a fucking magic trick and then he brings out a guitar and he sings a song and he does this and he does that. And you're just like, we, and they're like, by the way, we're also putting out like, we're doing a 20th anniversary, a 25th anniversary of Duke Nukem. It's just like, we want to hear, you said we were going to hear about what we wanted to hear about. You're right. Like, we don't give a shit about these. We don't give a shit about Homeworld, you know? Right. Homeworld was a great game, but we don't give a shit about that. What we care right. about is Borderlands 3. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk about that, but Randy's going to sing you a song about uh, about all insensitive issues and, and haters online. And it's just like, really? <laughs> Fucking really? Oh, Yeah, and here's Randy. the deal. I, I, I think I, I, I will say don't get your hopes up about that Borderlands 3 this year. Oh, I'm not. I, I, I fucking, I love, absolutely love that everybody's just like, there was a leak and there's going to be Borderlands 3 news and it's just like, no, there's not. And then it's just like, but I'm so hyped for Borderlands 3. I'm like, yeah, I was too last year and that shit didn't happen so why get my yeah, hope? Yeah. It's, it's like playing Overwatch and me opening a loot box and before I do it, I call my shot and go three silvers and a blue. Yeah. Because if you get the absolute worst, <laughs> you're not disappointed. Right, yeah. I mean, and if Borderlands 2, uh, Borderlands 3 ends up having some kind of thing, Yeah, great. Like probably a teaser or something. Yeah, I mean, if, if it gets like a little teaser, then cool. If not, then I didn't, I didn't, I'm not watching E3 for Borderlands 3. I'm, I'm yeah, looking right. forward to, I know you're, you're looking forward to seeing uh, Crackdown 3 stuff yes um yeah that's gonna be one of those that i think that could be a big power move for microsoft depending on how they handle it mm-hmm. um well it's what is it crackdown three with terry cruz in it so yeah which i'm excited about yeah, yeah. In a weird sense. it's it's just ridiculous enough um and, and i hope it uh, yeah i hope it sticks to the first uh crackdown i said mm-hmm. the first crackdown um that style because it's a very basic game, but it's so good at just giving you enough reward to go do another thing and go do the other thing. And you're about to unlock this, go do that. And like that progression system is so good on the first uh crackdown. And I hope they really nail and fine tune that again on crackdown three. Mm-hmm. Um You want to we'll be able see. to jump over buildings. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to get give me eight million orbs and I'll yeah. get them, and that's fine. I'm yeah. fine with that we'll, forever. We'll write a script about Officer McKenzie. Yeah, and he'll be like, <laughs> "My God, all the orbs—they killed my wife." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I collected you bastards ten years ago. What are you doing back? 
back for more, are you? <laughs> um, and then I, because I'm trying to think of like what game could they announce that I would just be like head over heels, like oh my god, even if it okay, so like a dream game, like what would be your dream announcement? Doesn't even matter what system it's for, doesn't matter like who's making it. What dream game would you want to see at E3? I would love, I mean, it, it, uh, this is a fucking biased ass question for, for me because right. um, I would love to see another Vampire the Masquerade game. I mean, that's right. hands down. I would love to see Obsidian handle it because 90% of the team that worked on Bloodlines yeah. is at Obsidian. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. But taking that off the table, taking all the World of Darkness stuff off the table because there is a werewolf, uh, the apocalypse game that's being developed by the same, uh, by Focus, the people that did uh, Strix. Yeah. Um, taking those off the table, I would love to see a fucking Sunset Overdrive 2. I was I was this close to buying Sunset Overdrive today. I went after work and I went to a, a local game store. They had a really good day one edition for 10 bucks and I was yeah. like I really kind of want this. I may go buy it tomorrow. Like I, I held it in my hand. I was like I want Sunset Overdrive but oh. Sunset I, I, Overdrive is one is one of two games that sold me on getting an Xbox One. Yeah. Um it was that and Quantum Break, which came out two years after the Xbox One. <laughs> right. But it was supposed to be a launch title. So. Oh, yeah, it is. <clears throat> um, I mean, alternatively, maybe Alan, a new Alan Wake would be Ooh, nice, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be really good. Um, Remedy's teasing shit on their Twitter. So they're working yeah. on something, doing motion capture with animals. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. My one... <laughs> The one thing that I wish would happen, it will never happen, and it would be fairly easy for it to happen, mm -hmm. which is why it's so heartbreaking that it never will. A true re-release on current platforms, including PC and Steam, yeah, of the Metal Gear games. Yeah. Konami, just bundle that shit up, man, and sell that shit. Sell it for 60 bucks. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like... Put Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Two. Um, you put Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid One, Two, Three, and Four. Yeah. Um, maybe I, five, but I. Well, what is it? Uh, I just I actually just got Metal Gear Solid Five because it was part of uh, Games with Gold, Phantom Pain. Oh, nice. So yeah, I had, had Ground Zeroes for like yeah. ever, and I haven't played it. But <laughs> but then they're just like. Here you go. And I'm like, oh, that's that's great. Thank you. And then they yeah. gave me Vanquish, which I'm like, eh, I don't know. It's a free it's game, good. though. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a nice Sega goofy thing. Yeah. Um But if I want if I want a fucking goofy game, I'm playing Saints Row. That's just right. the way it is. Well, I, I will say I think the Vanquish <clears throat> team, part of the Vanquish team went on to do Bayonetta. That wouldn't right. surprise me. Um, Bayonetta was they're... good. Bayonetta's fantastic, yeah. Um Bayonetta is the reason why I want to get a Switch. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a because, rad game. Because, I mean, I, I enjoyed the first Bayonetta. I can't play the second Bayonetta because it wasn't released <laughs> oh, on anything right. but it's the Wii. Wii U. Yep, Wii U and, uh, yeah, no, I think the Wii U and the Switch. Yeah, right? 
Yep. Shit. That's right. And if they're doing another one, it's probably going in that realm as well. So. Yep. And see, here's the thing, man. The thing I think I remember about Bayonetta is it was the 2007. When did Bayonetta come out? It was the same year as Mass Effect 2. Um, the reason why I know that is because the Game of the Year deliberations at Nitro Beer. 99. 99, okay. So. Uh, t- uh, 2009. Or two thousand nine. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, because we had been a website since 2008. So, yeah, 2009. Game of the Year podcast. The only time ever, if anything I've ever been a part of or mm-hmm. podcast or whatever, where there was a tie for number one Game of the Year. And it was split right down the middle. We had four people. Imran Khan, who now works at Game Informer Magazine, and uh, Mark Bradshaw on one side. And then myself and Brian Belita, two of the three people that made Nitro Beard, on this side. For Game of the Year, Brian and I said Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Those two said Bayonetta. So it was a tie. I look back on that now, and that's probably the decision I'm most proud of. Because <laughs> both of those games redefined what their genres oh absolutely like mass effect 2 is a timeless classic in my opinion that game is one of those that you look back on as a generation defining game like that uncharted 2 um yeah it might be it like (laughs) for the and like red dead yeah like you know those are kind of that's encapsulated the xbox 360 time perfectly like Mm -hmm. play those three and you're good bayonetta reinvented the same way Devil May Cry did before it, reinvented character action games. Like, it is that freaking good. It's the best version of one of those games ever made. Like, I... Absolutely. And we had that we had that argument on the podcast, and I was <laughs> like, here's the thing. We all agree with each other, but Mass Effect 2's better. And then, like, fuck you, Bayonetta. <laughs> like, so we're like, okay, yeah. It's a tie. Yeah. Um, great games. Like, oh my god. But yeah, Bayonetta is the real deal. And whenever I first saw it, I was like, this can't be as good as these other games that came out. And they're like, you are very wrong about that statement because it does everything a character action game needs to do. Um, And playing it afterwards, and because at the time I had not played it yet. So I was like, I don't know how a game like Devil May Cry could be as good as something like Mass Effect 2, which is just so big and vast. Until you you started playing it, and you're like... And then I was like, Jesus Christ, they are not kidding around. Like, (laughs) this is super good. And it's still, like, you can get it on Steam for 20 bucks. First Bayonetta runs like a dream. It is... Backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Unbelievably good. Uh... I'm hoping, yes. So the Metal Gear collection, I would love it to be able to have it and just buy one game for PS4 and Mm. have all of my Metal Gear fix right there. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that they could announce. And I would be like, this is the only game I ever need. Um, Hmm. Like I made the joke yesterday on uh, my Twitch stream. I was playing Tactics Ogre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let us cling together. And I made the joke. I was like, if they port this to the Switch, I will buy one right now. I will stop what I'm doing with a credit card in hand and go buy a Switch down at Walmart because they're open 24 hours. Like, if they announce Tactics Ogre, a remaster or whatever for the Switch... That'd be freaking rad. They already have a game kind of like it called Mercenary Wars, 
that has one, two, and three. Each one of those games are enormous, by the way. Um, for 20 bucks, 15 bucks for all three games, and it's a physical release, and they're all like 30 to 40 hour RPGs. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, the Switch, <laughs> like you said before, how the Switch is pretty enticing. They are coming out with some ballers. Like, I just, they got. <laughs> Go ahead. I just, I just did a quick Google search for Tactics Ogre Switch, yeah. and like the first ten are just threads on different message boards about we need Tactics Ogre on the Switch. <laughs> Dude, it is a perfect game for that because I have it on the PSP. Yeah. I have it on the fucking Super Famicom and the translation patch. So like I have that game. I love that game. It's one of my top ten games ever made. If they put that out on the Switch. Yeah, I could just I mean, have the system for that game. Yeah, I don't care like that. Yeah, take it wherever I go and like, I loved it on the PSP, but like with the Switch with the better resolution screen and like being able to hook it up to the TV and do it that way, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like anything out of left field that I would want to see. Maybe like a Breath of Fire collection. That'd be nice. Um. Weird thing, though, they cannot do that for Breath of Fire 3. They can do it for 1, they can do it for 2, and they can do it for 4. And 5, the Dragon Quarter, whatever it was called Mm -hmm. on PS2. They cannot do it for 3 because the source code no longer exists. Huh. They cannot develop any part of that game anymore because uh, the source code's gone forever. I'm like, that's the saddest news I've ever heard. (laughs) That's like sad violin music. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I'm expecting Breath of Fire 4 to go on good old games like any time. They did do a PC port of it. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I would think uh, I think I'm just a big sucker for the collections. Like I'm I'm what's wrong with the gaming industry now because I will buy remasters and I'll rebuy shit I already own. Sure. Huh. Breath of Fire 3. PS3, uh, PSP port. Mm-hmm. Huh. Came out in Europe. Um, well, it came out in, P- uh, in uh, Japan, and then there was a European version. True story. Uh, that, the Breath of Fire 3 for PSP, and they ported Tales of Eternia, which is Tales of Destiny mm-hmm. 2, I believe. They ported that to uh, on the PSP in Europe as well. Those are the two video games that I imported for the very first time. I had never imported a game in my life, but the PSP was region free. Um, and then, so I got both of those from play Asia way back in the day. Like I'm talking 2006. That, yeah, that was some serious shit. Cause I mean, play Asia don't fuck around when it comes to shipping. <laughs> no, no man. And I, I saw both of those games. So I was like, I have a PSP. I need those yeah. games portable. And yeah, I paid as much in shipping as I did for the games. Yeah. I remember that. I remember like each game was about $24.95.99 and shipping was about that much. Yeah. Because what is um, it? What I'm reading, and now these are old articles back from 2016, mm-hmm. that uh, it was available on the PSP's PlayStation Store digitally. Yes. I th- Yeah, I think they had added it maybe in 2016. Like, fairly recent. Um, which I think I already... I think I... 
I think I do have it. I think I hooked up my PS3 just to be able to buy it, to be able to transfer it over to my PSP. Nice. Which is crazy. Like, Breath of Fire 3 is one of those games. I actually have it on my cell phone. I downloaded a PlayStation emulator for Android just to have Breath of Fire 3 on my phone. It does, and right, and it, run, it runs okay, but it's one of those games. It's one of those games I think I have like a cloud backup of it mm-hmm. somewhere, like of an ISO. That way, no matter what machine yeah. I get, no matter what computer I have, I always have a copy of Breath of Fire 3. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the PS1 version of the game, brand new, is going for $180. Yes, sir. I love my super minty condition complete inbox version that I got. That is that Ooh. is fucking outrageous. Ooh, man. Now we're getting into some dankness right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I just, I would, uh, there's a, you know, there's a lot of cool things. I mean, we, we just talked about games that we, we want to see. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what Microsoft can do to top last year's original Xbox games are coming to, yeah, <laughs> coming to no the Xbox kidding. one. I don't know what they could do unless they're like, oh, okay. One of the things, it's not necessarily a game, but if if Microsoft comes out and says, by the way, 100% backwards compatibility. Yeah. Like, we did it. The golden goose of what people want. Like, we did it. Yeah. Get any Xbox game, get any Xbox 360 game, and it works, and it starts tomorrow. I'd be Shh. like... Jesus fucking Christ. Like I would, they, I would be happy with half of the library. <laughs> like if I mean they, they couldn't can, they couldn't do that yeah. shit with the th- uh 360 with the original Xbox, which right. amazed me. Yeah, that's true. Well, but what's nice now is the Xbox One I think is built on X86 architecture. Yes, it is. So now moving forward, whatever Microsoft does next, the next Xbox, whatever it is. Absolutely. Not only could it be fully 100% backwards compatible, in all likelihood, it will be. Like, just the way that technology works, just the x84 or x86 infrastructure, it just works. It's like, I can can go onto good old games, I can buy a copy of Planescape Torment, and I know for a fact it works on my computer. I know it does, because that's what it was built on. Well, so, I mean, the original yeah. Xbox was built on that x86 uh, architecture as well, which is interesting because and it explains why those games run so much better on an Xbox one than they did on the original hardware. Just more muscle, man. Like, I, I really want to get Ninja Gaiden Black. Yeah, um, I want to get that one. And that I, I can just fathom how good that game probably looks. And like oh, yeah. SSX, SSX three. Oh, I'm so happy about that. I would. I mean, I, I've talked about it a couple times. Games I would love to see backwards compatible, mm-hmm. just from EA, because they had just done um, Dragon Age Two and they made that backwards compatible, which I was excited for. I'd be great with an SSX Tricky. I would mm-hmm. love the shit out of that. Yeah. Also, Need for Speed Underground. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because here's the thing, man. That might be the best besides like Burnout 3. There's yeah. like Burnout 3, Burnout Takedown, mm-hmm. um, like what or, or uh, what was Burnout Revenge, I think, was the yeah. one that was right after Burnout 3. Um, the best arcade style racing games ever. Oh, like, yeah. and of course, and Burnout gave, Paradise. And but. it gave you so much customization as well. 
I mean, I remember perfect. driving my little Miata everywhere in that fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, man. You got a freaking Honda Civic. You got the the old GTO. Uh, you could get boss. your Evos. Oh, everything, man. And yeah, the super underrated game because you're like, oh, it's a Need for Speed game. There's billions of them. Yeah. And it was like Underground was. Underground was something special. Underground 2 kind of kicked it up. So I'd yeah. be fine with either one of those. But if it had to be one of them, Underground 2, because you cannot get stuck yeah. like you could <laughs> in Underground right. 1. Underground one, you at a certain point, you'll run out of money and realize, fuck, I don't have the right upgrade for my car. Let me do some more. Oh, that's right. I'm stuck in this race. Yeah. Time yeah. to start over. Yeah. Now you got to. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that stuff. Um, Probably the the main original Xbox game. And I think it has a sequel that I would want to see is Otogi. OK. Otogi, oddly enough, made by From Software. Makers of hit games like Tenchu. Um, let's just throw that out there. Uh, so, so we, we know the history with you in, in that game. And yeah, you know, it's almost like I have an episode of something about that. Um, yeah, that, uh, that YouTube didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to freaking redo my Tenchu episode, YouTube. But hey, I, I actually like this better one anyway, the retro episode. Um, Anyway, but Otogi, great game. Plays a lot like Ninja Gaiden. Um, mm -hmm. Very kind of surrealist type stuff. Uh, awesome game where you're a ninja, uh, protecting a bunch of villages, and just really cool action game. Um, I'm super happy they did Panzer Dragoon Order. Mm -hmm. Very happy with that. I wonder, wait, Panzer Dragoon Order? No, I might be thinking of Panzer Dragoon Saga. But I think there's an unlock for the original Panzer Dragoon. Is that right? In order? Uh, I think so. Uh, I can look it up real quick. Because it's one of the Panzer Dragoon games. It might be Saga. Where if you play to a certain point, you unlock the original Panzer Dragoon. And it's one of those deals that, like, if Panzer Dragoon Orta is the game that has the unlockable, I'll probably buy it tonight. Because playing the original Panzer Dragoon on an Xbox One blows me away. Like, what? That's how is that even fathomable? Um, but yeah, Xbox yep. is. Yep. Really. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta, uh, many unlockable bonus features, uh, including the movies from earlier Panzer Dragoon games and mm -hmm. even a complete port of the original Panzer Dragoon. Yes, sir. So if you want to play a Sega Saturn game on your Xbox One, freaking go for it. Like, holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, and what is it? Uh, Orta is like, as of 2017, the 10th best original Xbox game. Wow. So that's, I mean, that says something about that. I mean, it's a yeah. great series. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Huh. And I'm, I, I <sighs> this is going to probably get me killed, but I mean, I'll champion for, for backwards compatible games like blah, blah, blah. You know, I would love to see, we got Hunter the Reckoning, give us Hunter the Reckoning Redeemer. You know, that's kind of my thing. Right. Fine. I want an Xbox One version 
not a backwards compatible version, mm. but an Xbox One version, Steel Battalion. Ooh, ooh. And I'm talking yes, sir. with the whole fucking with kit. With the gimmick. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm all about that life. Yeah. Uh, they could also bring out. It'd be so much fun. Unreal Championship. Unreal Championship and Unreal Championship, the Leandry Chronicles, the Leandry Incident. It has some weird subtitle. Unreal Championship 2 is a freaking incredible arena-based combat game. It's oh, yeah, not absolutely. even really a, a shooter necessarily because they have the weapons like bow staffs and stuff mm-hmm. that have the... That game was fantastic. Um, the Xbox... the. The original Xbox, in a lot of ways, is the spiritual successor to the Dreamcast. There's a lot of, I mean, just amazing hidden gems. There's a lot of hidden gems. The original controller reminded me an awful lot of the Dreamcast controller. Hey, the Duke. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, some of the people, these are games people don't talk about, like the original true crime games. Yes. True Crime, Streets of Streets New of York, LA. and yep. L.A. and New York. That's right. Both great games. Honestly, yeah. I liked L.A. better. That's just me. <laughs> but Because we had a little pan in it. Um, <laughs> we had the Tony Hawk games. You know, uh, it's so Splinter Cell. Like, all the fucking Splinter Cell S- games. I would say Splinter Cell Chaos Theory might <laughs> be the best Batman game ever made. Like, that... That game feels so much like a Batman game. It is incredible. Chaos Theory is on point, man. Like, it's funny because until the Arkham games came out, I sincerely said, anytime people are like, I wish they made a good Batman game. I'm like, dude, play Chaos Theory. Like, it's perfect. It's the perfect Batman game. You get guns. Like, it's, oh, so good. I mean, but yeah, some of these games, like, even some of the weirder ones, like Tao Fang, that weird oh fucking fighter. <laughs> yeah, shit. And brute force. Ooh, ooh. What about Bloodwake? You remember Bloodwake? <laughs> Bloodwake. <laughs> oh shit. It's We're like Hydro Thunder. I know. It's like Hydro <laughs> Hydro Thunder, but it's shitty. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. I mean, some they, of these. I'm looking through this list, and I'm like, I could see some of these going backwards compatible. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, you had Ortagi, uh, one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just sports titles, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of scrolling through all those right now. Narc. We <laughs> had that. <laughs> Fucking Narc. Oh, uh, the mortal, the early mortal Kombat, Like Armageddon. Games. Armageddon, like Arm- Deadly yeah. Alliance, Deception. I mean, I still have physical copies of all three of those, and good games, man. Those those were really good. Um, good. Yeah, the Metal Slug stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which Metal Slug in itself is its own fucking oh yeah. animal, dude. Freaking, it has it on Switch. Oh my god! Like whenever I saw Metal Slug is coming out for the Switch, I was like, oh my god! Now I have to buy this again. And I haven't <laughs> even bought it yet. <laughs> I mean, one game that is backwards compatible already and people would be like, why didn't you mention this one uh, was uh, Jade Empire? Yes. 
underrated Bioware stuff. Oh yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. Great game. Combat was a little wonky, but they they were trying new things. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, they they were definitely trying some uh, some interesting things. I think of uh, oh no, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel. Oh shit! Oh, we're going past the point of no return now. I saw that on the list, and I'm like, "Yep, that's oh, gotta be there." I can see the hideous box art on it too, <laughs> of like that guy in the sunglasses and the yep. woman like standing next to him. The like, one, Ooh. the one Fallout game that even like. No matter who you talk to, they're just like, it's only a Fallout game in name. <laughs> it's just, so bad. Um, yeah, shit. the Matrix games. Like, Beyond the uh, Enter the Matrix was not bad. I, I liked Enter the Matrix. Yeah. I even liked how fucking stupid the ending of Enter the Matrix was. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you beat the game, and it's just like, now play with the other character. And you're like, all right. <laughs> and then at the end, didn't, like, didn't the Wachowskis like, show up? Or they did some weird like after credits behind the scenes talk, but they had modeled themselves in the game and they were like it, it was so weird. Yeah. I remember that game being like a fever dream yeah. at the end of it. It legitimately was. Um like Neo was eight hundred foot tall and would like talk to a dog like it was the weirdest shit and you're like what is this game it's um it, it wasn't uh it wasn't as weird as um as path of neo okay path i of, might be thinking of path of neo path of neo at the end like you end up having to fight like a like a skyscraper sized smith that's formed from all the other smiths to jump on you and shit and you're like what the fuck am i playing like it's just yeah, it reminds but, you, me. But, you, but you got to that point and you're just like, well, I mean, it's only probably like another 20 minutes. Like we're going to get through this. And an hour and a half later, you're like, fuck this game. <laughs> so another game with a baller ending, um, but also great candidate for backwards compatibility is Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Um, My, I mean, they did, they did get the, the botched uh, remaster. Yeah. For uh, in that uh, Silent Hill collection, which doesn't include the first oh, game. Oh yeah, what, right. Um, <laughs> what what a great collection that doesn't yeah. include the first. I game. mean, uh, <laughs> it would it would be like them doing a Devil May Cry collection, saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, Devil May Cry collection, you get two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the DMC remake thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But like the the ending of Silent Hill two, I remember the ending that I got was the bad ending. But I, in my mind, like that it's canon. Like, I, I made it canon. And it's where the dog was the, dog the one said, the, 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 At the board? Yeah. With the headphones on. And he's like, <laughs> doing the levers. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck it. This is the ending of Silent Hill 2. I mean, it just, was all the dog. That's and, just like Silent Hill 1, where I'm I'm sitting there and I, I worked my ass off to get the uh, secret alien ending. And I'm like, that's the true ending. <laughs> Like, that's it. That's you the had one. to you had to get specific items and go to a certain yeah. place with the specific items and yeah. oh, then you get abducted by aliens and it's like well that's our game. I love fuck those the, games, man. Fuck the Silent Hill place. I love games that just say whatever. Like yeah. they just, 
Yeah, but I mean, like, just, I mean, as I said, looking at the list, there's some of them I could, I could do without. Like, we don't need a Backyard Wrestling one or oh. two um, <laughs> fucking backwards compatible version. Now, Baldur's Gate one and two, yeah, we, we kind of oh, need those. For sure. We need, you know what other game we need? A license game, and those are normally terrible. The Simpsons Hit and Run. Fair. Fair. That was a great game. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. I mean, licensed games are usually pretty terror bad. So, I mean, there's that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, some of these, like some of the later games, like I'll take like Blitz the League, was oh. released in that weird span where it's like, we still have the original Xbox, but the 360's out. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's just make as much as you can fucking backwards compatible. That's oh, that's sure. all we're asking. Yeah. And I mean, here's the deal. I would go to the store and clean house on some Xbox 360 games if I mm-hmm. knew that they were backwards compatible. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the more the merrier on that. Because, oh, my God, once you start talking about Xbox 360... That yeah. console had everything. Like, yeah. I mean, it was the it was the console of last generation. Yeah, I yes, hundred percent. And I am I, I will say as the RPG guy, I'm so happy that they were like, you know what we have to do? We have to do Lost Odyssey, and we have to do Blue Dragon. And I was like, okay, the two okay games for the Xbox 360. <laughs> well, no, I take that back. A great game they should do Xbox 360 backwards compatible. Tales of Vesperia. That game is fucking great. It might be the best Tales game in the whole series. Like, out of all, like, 11 or 12 games they have in that series. But you can't really play it anymore. Yeah. It's just kind of gone. They didn't do a remaster like they did with Tales of Symphonia. They didn't do, like... There's no way to really play it unless you have... But Tales of Vesperia... Is on point, man. There's that game. They also did, I liked it. I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, but they did the Fantasy Star Online game. I played that shit. It was really bad, but I liked it. <laughs> There's a lot of people that love the shit out of that game. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can't I can't fault them for it. So Yeah. I mean, the, the original F- Fantasy Star Online is like pristine gaming historian, like beauty incarnate um but yeah that that 361 not not so much (laughs) i think another thing microsoft can do is do you remember uh this this goes back quite some time back when uh they introduced the avatars on um yeah the little fucking weird cartoon people the the redux uh they did the 2.0 version of the dashboard the dashboard update yep yep yeah and then they uh, introduced like these weird games, like uh, was it one versus a hundred? Yep, Uno. Well, I mean, well, Uno was so they could push the fucking vision cam and people could uh, do naughty things while you're trying to play a game. <laughs> um, the only reason why I have a vision cam is because it came with Project Gotham Racing mm. and like three months of live. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, that's the only reason. Uh, and and Uno, believe it or not, but but a game like One versus a Hundred mm-hmm. 
you know, just like a live game set time. I think that could work in today's climate better than it did back then. I, I think so too. Yeah. The infrastructure is better. Um, I mean, hell, they even have that game on PC. That's like the stand up comedy game. Mm-hmm. It's called like open mic night or something like that. And like, basically you make your little character and then you go and you do stand up comedy and people in the crowd can like boo you and shit. Yeah. It's hilarious. But I mean, um, like in, in the advent of, of mobile devices and stuff, mm-hmm. you have, you have these things like uh, HQ where it's like, yeah. So if Microsoft wanted to do something along those lines, they have, they have the whole thing to do it. I yeah. mean, that's true. Cause I mean, you can talk about, I mean, cause the switch brought about that whole like dynamic, like you said, you had relatives come over, they brought their switch and like, Oh, we're going to play the same. Like yeah. bring back. You don't know Jack. Like bring back those trivia style, yeah, one versus one hundred. Yeah. Like those games that you can really have with you all the time, yeah. and make it be a platform. Like we're gonna release one game, but we're gonna do updates for four years. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they've kind of done that with the Jackbox stuff. Yeah, I guess so. It's true. But even even then, I mean, there's fucking four of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's. How many you don't know jacks were there? Like, oh man! Uh, so I think we're I think we're we're kind of blessed that we've yeah. only had four chat boxes, right? Yeah. Oh god, you don't know jacks was like nine or ten of them. They, yeah, a year, and it seems like you don't know Jack's Sports Edition, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, fuck, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, with with that, um, but yeah, the the whole dynamic with having a having like a live game show on your console mm-hmm. or better yet. I mean, you could take it on the, on the road with you on the phone, Yeah, but it's linked to your live account. That'd be good. I think that's a thing Microsoft yeah. could possibly get involved with. Right. Because they're, I mean, with, with Phil Spencer's Phil, fucking Phil wants to do like whatever he can to win back the good graces of everybody. Yes. Oh, he got, yeah. done, he got put in a position, a very bad position and he's made the most of it. Yeah. Um, what, and it's so weird cause the Xbox 360 by far had the biggest market share. Holy shit. Well, at least in the U S you know? Well, yes, that's true. Yeah. Japan, it was a total flop. Um, yeah. but it, it was one of those things that, Whenever they announced the Xbox One, they floundered that entire... Going back to E3, when they said, oh, the system's always online, and you cannot sell your games back, and it went on to this whole deal, and like the the actual response, I will never forget this, because we talked about it on Nitro Beard and all this yeah. stuff, I was blown away. By how like holy shit they fucked up big time was in an interview after E3 one of the reporters was like uh sir I, and it may have been Phil Spencer I don't know they're like sir um what would you recommend to somebody that doesn't have stable internet because if this console's always online it has to do updates yeah. and it checks if you bought the stuff and all that but what would you recommend and he was like I would recommend an Xbox 360 like Basically, yeah. he was like, your brand new console, we're not making it for you. If you don't have internet, we don't want you at all. Like, yeah, it's it was a weird situation. It really was. Like, um, it, it was 
I was horrible. super uh, when they made that announcement about the whole it's always online and um, basically we're going to be pushing digital and stuff. I was just, I mean, regardless of the stable internet thing, because it's like it has to do a check in at least once a week. Right. You know? And I go, that isn't too bad. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the more, like the way it was worded initially, like it caught so much shit. But oh, I was, man. I was absolutely fine with, with the vision that they had where it's just like, you know, you, you can go to the store, you can buy the disc, you install the disc, you don't need the disc. And I'm yeah. just like, that's terrific. Yeah. That's all I ask for. <laughs> like, right. I'm, yes, exactly. Please get, give me digital versions of the games I have on physical. Like, yeah. great. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the disc getting scratched. I don't have yes. to worry about, you know, uh, misplacing it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the drive going out, as you said, like yeah. I'm still running my launch edition Xbox one, which that's pretty good. Pretty good. 2013. Like it's fucking got yeah. the little thing on there. So 2013, yeah. it has been just about five years. Wow. They learned the lesson, man. Cause I no lie on the Xbox 360 side. I went through 11 of them. I went year. through. I went through four, four during the whole life. I I had so many red rings, and there was one time I sent one system back, and they sent me two systems, and both of those red ringed. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Yeah, and like, yeah, it was unbelievable. And I was like, "Never again." But the thing is, people gave the Xbox One a lot of shit because of the look of it, which. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it sits above my stereo receiver. Yeah, I, it looks I like, like I mean, it looks like it fits there. Yeah, you know, totally. Oh, the thing's so huge. Who gives a shit? You know. Oh, yeah. I can't put it vertically. Well, don't put it fucking vertically then. I mean, <laughs> right? Hell, I think mine is vertical right now. But I think I had uh, I had the addition that they made right before the S. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Where's yeah, so it's a flat panel on the side, like so, mm-hmm. and that's a slick looking system, man. It runs great. It's super quiet. Um, like I'm really happy with it. I'm, you know, I'm start like we've talked about before. I'm getting more and more into buying more physical games, but I just know one of these days that fucking disc laser is going to go out, and I'm going to yeah. be very upset. <laughs> like this is that's another thing to go back to the freaking switch, man. It's cartridges. Oh cartridge little sim cards and like you don't there's no moving parts oh. yeah i mean arguably at the same at the same time like you talk about the disk drive you also got to think about the hard drive as well yeah because hard drives can go out as well so yeah oh yeah for sure but um, the just like the little chip media and stuff i mean if they i'd be fine with that if it was a situation where they go, hey, we're not limited to this tiny little fucking. Yeah, 64 or whatever, however many gigs yeah. they have right now. Um, yeah. Because uh, that's, in my opinion, that's one of those things that hold it, that's holding Nintendo back. Yeah. Because they could do, I mean, especially for, because Nintendo knows how to develop for Nintendo. Oh, 100, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like Third parties don't. So. Right, which is and that's what's I think so fascinating about going with the Tegra 
motherboard stuff and like the mm-hmm. chipset is now you have indie developers that are like, oh my yeah. God, so you mean the game I made in Unreal Engine will work on the Switch? Yeah. Wonderful. You yeah. know, and now we're seeing tons of indie games, good indie games too, um, playing on the Switch. Hell yeah. yeah. Like my, one of my coworkers, uh, she brought uh, her Switch like about a month ago. And then she was like, have you played the Switch yet? And I was like, no, actually, I've never like physically mm-hmm. seen one and stuff. And she was like, oh, well, I have Breath of the Wild on there. You can play it a little bit. And then uh, there's also uh, Overcooked, I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Like one of those Diner Dash style games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was playing it and I was like, the Switch feels really good. Like the controller feels good. The weight of it's nice. Um that game's very difficult. Overcooked is super fucking difficult to play because yeah. it's supposed to be a two-player game, and I was playing it one player, and I'm like, there's too much going on. It's it's a it's it's an up to four-player experience, oh, dude. It's difficult. I, it's very I have difficult. it on I have it on PC and I have it on the Xbox because the game uh, was part of Game Pass. Oh, nice. And, and I've just been sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, do I want to play this? Right. I don't. Uh, I downloaded it. I should play this, but mm, it's going to be hell. It's like, it's, it's great. It, it's a very good game. And I'm glad that games like that are going yeah. to the switch, you know, um, yeah. shit, man. And then they're like, Oh, Disgaea five is coming out to the switch. And I was like, I love me some Disgaea. <laughs> um, those games are just enormous. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of a game that you buy it once and it gives you 500 hours of like, whatever you want to do, you'll never play it that much, but yeah, you could, if you wanted to. So, enjoy I mean, your... they, I mean, in, in recent memory, they did it with Skyrim yeah, <laughs> with its, exactly. with its, with its never ending quest line, like main story you're done with, but there's still these little fetch quests. Go, bullshit yeah, go, go kill more assassin targets. Yeah. I mean, I could, you got that. Yeah. Uh, they tried it in Fallout 4, yeah. where it's just like you finish the story. Now you can just kind of walk around the wasteland and do bullshit. Like, uh. thanks. <laughs> but uh. I mean, I, I, when, when, when it comes to RPGs, if I don't spend at least 60 hours, yeah, I don't feel like I've. I'll rephrase that. If I don't spend 60 hours, that isn't tutorial because there's final (laughs) fantasy games where like 20 hours of that is fucking tutorial. Exactly. Um, then I don't feel it's worth it. Like I, I feel like it's a total waste. Dragon age inquisition. I, my first playthrough was something around like 350, almost 400 hours. Oh my goodness. And that's just the base game. That isn't even the DLC. Like yeah, that's a ton of content. Like I, I pretty much agree with that across the board, but whenever there's, of course there's some outliers Mm -hmm. like, I mean, Chrono Trigger is a 20 hour game, but every second of those 20 hours is so well, like ingrained in on itself. But I mean, the big difference between, you know, like Chrono Trigger and, the RPGs of today is mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger was limited by the hardware, right. like what they could do in that hardware. So I agree, like Chrono Trigger, hands down, probably one of the best RPGs out there that's ever been made. You know, I'm one of those people jump on the bandwagon. But yeah, yeah. if they were to do that, if they were to do Chrono Trigger today, with today's technology, yeah, and it was a twenty-hour game. 
would you feel right. the same way? Maybe. Because the thing that's so good about Chrono Trigger, and it's weird because the Super Nintendo was one of those systems because you had Chrono Trigger on one side, but then you had Final Fantasy VI, which is the 200-hour monster, mm -hmm. like, huge game. And Earthbound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, you have Earthbound, and, um, I mean, there's just so many, hell, shit, Tactics Ogre. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you have these monstrous games. But the way in which they were all kind of coded, like they had limited resources, mm -hmm. but the way they could milk every single piece of whatever hardware they were given. And like with Chrono Trigger, they didn't necessarily expand it. it okay, so I, I would argue that something like uh, Final Fantasy VI and Tactics Ogre and these games that I love dearly, mm -hmm. they are... A mile wide and about 20 feet deep. Okay. Right? Chrono Trigger is 20 feet wide and a mile deep. Like, the way it's a smaller package, but the type of shit they put in that game. And you're like, wait, this is a better time travel story than, like, Back to the Future. And you look at, like, all the small little things and how it all correlates. And you're like, oh, so where they didn't go with, you know... 5,000 enemies to fight and a huge world map and all this other stuff. They took the essence of all that stuff that was super yeah. important and like crammed it into this perfect little diamond. Like, here you go. There it is. And like everything you could need out of an experience like that it fit in this little thing. And you're like, I don't know how, but I don't think they could do Chrono Trigger again. Like, I think there is too much of the developers thinking, well, we got to get a, at least a dollar per hour of entertain. You know, they're thinking big and wide instead of deep. And, but, but, but yeah, I think in the indie scene, you know, like overcooked, overcooked yeah, yeah. does one thing, does that one thing really well. Um, <laughs> and I think that's an important kind of lesson and going into E3, I, I hope that we get those games that, it does the one thing awesome. Like, here's this game, and this is what you do. Hell, like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Sea of Thieves has some of the best water physics on the planet. Mm -hmm. That might be the only thing it has going for it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, give or take, depending on, like, what your sandbox abilities yeah, your are. your mileage varies based on your experience. Based it's, on who you're friends with, like, what mm -hmm. you guys want to do. Yeah, playing. exactly. But... You can't fault them for sticking to their guns. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. They, they knew for a fact they would get some heat that there's no in-game content. But once again, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, do you want this game to be 300 hours of, like, just repetitive quests, like a Skyrim type thing? Yeah. Or do you want it to be the best 15 hours of fucking around that you've ever had in a pirate game? Yeah. Like, there you go. It's kind of up to you. Um, I want a pirate game where I can be a pirate. Sea of Thieves. There you go. <laughs> Ta-da. How, how, how long did you play Sea of Thieves for? I had put in like 20 hours in the last three days. What would you do? Uh, me and my buddy just hung out at the tavern. I got drunk and he played the accordion. Like, <laughs> And you're like, uh, and then we went on the ship and I got seasick and I threw up. Yeah. Yeah, I threw up all over him. Yeah. We found a weird skull. Like Shit. And like freaking PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and Fortnite. Yeah. That game does one thing. 
Yeah. One. <laughs> but it is the talk of the town. You know what I mean? Like, it was funny. Uh, I, I'll we'll wrap up real quick because yeah, yeah, we're about the two hour mark. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a short we, one. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we always say that, and it never is. Um, I, I I will put this to kind of let you feed on to maybe get your initial reaction. You mentioned your E three thing of, you know, I'd love for more Vampire the Masquerade, um, just anything like that, and then you mentioned Obsidian. Yes. The first developer I thought of when you said that was CD Projekt Red. <laughs> How would you like a Vampire the Masquerade Witcher-esque? Do you think it would work? Or I I think that CD Projekt Red could do something in that universe. Yeah. I wouldn't say doing a um, doing a vampire game would work for them. Right. Um, I mean, the, the new white wolf has, has been very gracious with saying, we didn't, we didn't acquire this for nothing. Like right. we plan on having shit come out. CCP yeah. fucking squandered it for like a fucking decade. So <laughs> right. like they bought it and they're like, Oh, we're going to do an MMO and we're actually going to use that so we can write off all the stuff we're building for Eve online and say it was dev cost for this oh. un, unreleased game. Yeah. Yeah. They were Brutal. shitty about that. But I mean, if they were to do a. Like, I would love to see another Hunter the Reckoning, though. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that a Hunter the Reckoning game should be handled by the team behind uh, Warhammer Vermintide because. Oh, yeah. And I've said that since, like, the announcement of, like, White Wolf's now its own company again. Like, and I'm like. We need a Hunter the Reckoning done by the Vermintide team because yeah. that is the style of game that that would work in. Yes. You know, I, yeah. um, totally. Obsidian would do a great job with, as long as you don't give them outrageous deadlines, they would do a great job with a vampire game. They've actually kind of tipped their hat a few times. Like when the announcement happened, they're like, mm-hmm. we noticed that this is trending and then people are tagging us to this like right we're we're not going to say like we wouldn't be interested in it because most of the team worked on the on the last one so right um, for sure but i mean you got mage the ascension which would be a rough one to do because you're bending reality yeah i think like I could see CD Projekt Red tackling something like that because they can do some off the wall shit. Yeah, they're probably the only ones that could pull that off, um, or even Changeling. I think they could do a really good Changeling game, actually. Mm. To come to think of it, <laughs> that's. I think that might even be a quest line in The Witcher. <laughs> it might <laughs> like be. you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That seems like the total vibe. Yeah, and it, um, it fits. It fits their. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're working on Cyberpunk, which I'm excited about as well. But yeah, yeah. When are sure. we going to see that? I know before Star Citizen, but what? <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to see the next uh, console generation before we see Star Citizen. Shh. My game. grandkids oh. are going to see the next yeah. <laughs> console generation. They'll tell tales of Star Citizen going into beta. Um, <laughs> Back in my day, there was a Kickstarter. You had to buy the ships with real money. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, video games. Yeah. That is our time for episode number 57 of Brother and Around. Almost at the two-minute mark. Beautiful. (laughs) But 
thank you, Mr. Todd, for hanging yeah. out, talking yeah, shop. No problem. Um, good stuff. This, this has been a lot of fun where it's just like we could just kind of riff. <laughs> yeah, just totally riff. We actually stayed more on topic this episode than we have like With Marco here. <laughs> any of the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some game stuff, E3 coming up. So a lot on the plate. I think if push comes to shove, there are two lessons to take from this episode. Number one, we blame Marco for our phone addiction. And number two, we're probably both going to buy a switch. I mean, this is, it, <laughs> this yeah, is going to happen. It's a thing. We're, a thing. we're there. We are there, but that's it for us guys. Take it easy. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash, uh, precipice podcast. Yep. Is that right? Uh, for the live stream and then uh, head on over to youtube.com slash user or no not not actually with the user I got the YouTube thing fixed so it's youtube.com slash commie v2 nice. I used to have to put user in front of it and I was like yeah. fuck all that um, but hey yeah. and by the way you know little birdie maybe you've told me there's some big changes happening on the commie yeah. hobo stuff yeah yeah no there's a there's uh, there's rumblings about changes there's, that have happened. There's rumblings, and they might go into effect. I don't know by tomorrow. Oh, maybe for a for a retro stream or something. Oh, um, we'll see. We'll see. I thought Big you were referring to the website, which I was going to say. How about nowish? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if you go to hobo.com right now, you'll see part of the surprise. Uh, but the rest of the surprise will be coming tomorrow. But yeah. That's it for Marco Flores. Um, that's Mr. Todd EBF right there. Go check him out. You know where to find him. You know what? Go to Twist.tv. Yeah, Twist.tv slash Todd EBF. Go to uh, YouTube.com slash The Insanity Chamber. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's Twitter. A, that's until the Precipice Podcast Network channel on YouTube gets an actual fucking <laughs> URL as opposed to a weird-ass string of users. ULR75. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy codes. It's um, fucking and, horrible. Yeah. Fuck you, YouTube. Old, yeah, good old YouTube. <laughs> it never, never fails. Uh, and I'm Wes Gardner. Comedy to Hobo. Comedy to Hobo.com. Comedy to Hobo on Twitch, Facebook. You know. But that's our time, guys. Episode 57, Brother and Around. We will catch you guys next week. Peace.